to the Orion Report. Tonight's episode is Monologue 4, The Beast and the Harlot. God watches the comings and goings of man, the rising and the falling of their spirits, in hopes that some may have understanding. Nothing, not the smallest act, word, or thought, escapes notice. And ages come and go as moments, and men live and die and live again. Every name and lifetime of every soul and each spirit is recalled, as if God itself has lived each and all. Indeed, maleness and femininity are illusory, for the spirit within you is neither, and has played both genders. The foolishness of sexism. In eons of time a message is renewed, resounding across the millennia, repeated over and over again, Here I am, here I am. Walk with me and freedom shall be yours. No more will you ascend or descend, and no more shall you dwell in amnesia. As my own, no more shall powers or kings prey upon your souls. Its voice calls to us all and is heard only by a few. Desire and will, a yearning for something more than fleshly pleasures or earthly pursuits, an urge for more than vain material passions. Can you make a leap and see that all worldly reasoning and desire is completely upside down, even unnatural in a divine view? Life is death, death is life. The flesh is a corpse, the spirit is true form. The need for sex is a need for what will never bring satisfaction. The need for food will never fill you, the need for drink will never quench your true thirst. The want of possessions and ever more things will only increase your burden. Less is more, and more is never enough. You see the beauty of the earth, and yet reality is so much greater than base arrangements of matter, colors, and variant textures. So all earthly beauty is a gilded cage of unreal artistry, pale and infantile references to a perfect mastery, as the art of a kindergartner in comparison to the brushstrokes of Michelangelo are the creations of the vanities in comparison to the glory of the true reality. In all wisdom there is a need for age, experience, and practice. In God is infinite wisdom, and so also exceeding mastery of creation's craft. I am, and I am myself, conscious of all my parts. No action of my allness goes unnoticed or without remark. In me, truth lives and error cannot stand. And though far away, I am as near as a breath. Though beyond comprehension, still I can comprehend and reach down from the highest place to the lowest depths. To converse as an atom with an atom, a worm with a worm, an ant with an ant, a fish with a fish, a rat with a rat, or a man with a man. Yet I can only give unto each what they can comprehend, and are willing to receive. And the words of humanity are weak methods of communicating. As ants speaking to men, so man speaks to me. And how much can the man really communicate to an ant? Yelling as loud as I can is like an exploding universe, and whispering is as a subliminal prodding, a whisper of the faintest wind. 
I am within every star of the universe, and every universe has innumerable stars. I am a voice in your heart, which you ignore without remorse, telling you what makes no sense in the context of nature's will at work in the limbs and members of your flesh. In truth, the instinctual voice of nature is more often thought to be my own, for what I instruct is the counterintuitive, transcendent. For the creatures of the air, the air is God. For the creatures of the earth, the earth is God. And every source of drink or food is as a goddess. For creatures of the sea, the great waters are the supreme deity. Unto flames the insects flock, finding annihilation in their divinity. Yet man is worthy of more. And so myriad wills and expressions, noumena, are given as choices. You say with the mouth, I serve this God, or proclaim with your words, this thing is my Lord and Master. I say unto you that it is not what you claim as a deity that counts, but it is what you show that matters the most. With actions and the heart's fond contemplations, a man or woman chooses their deity. You may say, Jesus is Lord, but if you chase after idols and live in ways counter to Jesus' example, you lie to yourself and to Jesus when you say, Jesus is Lord. If you say, Allah is God and I have no other, but then you break the commandments of Allah, your God is whatever caused you to break Allah's law. Note 1. Allah's law here refers not to the man-made traditions and cultural habits of the Sharia law, but to the example and the principles laid down from old. Or so you have raised an idol in your heart to another god, an altar within to a lesser deity, and are shown to be a polytheist. In ancient days, by measurement of men, sex and fertility were personified. People fashioned images and bowed down to them. They offered prayers and gifts, even sacrificed animals and other humans, or performed rituals of dance and orgiastic rites before their carnal archons of nature or vanity. In ancient days, by the reckoning of man, great temples arose, and devout priests venerated gods of war, death, rain, sky, sun, water, and numerous other natural things. When in service to the many masters of the world, humans performed acts of veneration profane and artistic, and annihilation, reincarnation, awaited them at the hands of the vampiric entities that inspired such vain and fleshly religions. Note 2. Vampiric is a reference to the growing number of those who claim allegiance to or love the ideal of vampires and the various cults that have arisen that are centered around the veneration of a vampiric ideal, as well as the unholy unseen rulers of the world who suck the life out of humans to feed their need for stimulation. Moreover, vanity, vanities, and powers are mentioned in various translations of the Bible as the false gods. Still, men and women, by their deeds and the consensus of their thoughts and obsessions, serve those ancient idols and the twisted minds behind the icons and names of old. Warmongers, sensualists, naturalists, still worship the gods of nature and desire, 
As men once venerated the stars, so astrologers now look to the stars as if deities, or literally elevate talented humans to the roles of divinities. As there were gods and goddesses of competition, so the spirit of competition is alive and well, and millions are the worshippers of sports, placing this obsession at the center of their lives. As men and women once worshipped the night and venerated underworld deities, so there are many souls today who revel in the macabre, the drinking of blood, exalting all things low, dark, undead, and diabolical as fashionable. As the peoples of the elder world gave praise to idols of good fortune and prayed to the deities of bountiful harvest or a merchant's patron, so now humans idealize greed, selfishness, and materialism, and chase philosophies of earthly success, doctrines of personal power, and gospels of prosperity. Yet, as before, so in the present era, the greatest goddess of mankind is the goddess of sex, fertility, virility, and hedonistic pleasures. She is, in truth, the personified desire for the liberty to sin and mock holiness unchecked, a spirit of defiance against all that is sacred and honorable, the personified mother of avarice, coupled with her consort, who represents the carnal or bestial and unevolved man. In the Revelation of John, the infernal couple is known as Babylon and the Beast, animal demonic humanity, driven by instinctual need and base cravings, Demuzi and Inanna, Ishtar and Tammuz, leading all the world to immorality and wickedness, exalting themselves above every other power in the astral sky or in the earth below, lower astral, so that every other principality of the world is made subject unto the whore of Babylon and the beast of Rome, the ancient empires that best reflected the will of the unholy twins. Note 3. Demuzi and Tammuz are the same Sumerian, Babylonian, and Canaanite deity, worshipped in ancient times as the symbol and god of male fertility and springtime. Even some Jews, namely women, turn to the cult of Tammuz, and the prophets denounce this. Demuzi, mythologically, was the consort or husband of the goddess Inanna, and Tammuz was the husband of Ishtar. They had a love-hate relationship, and represent in this writing the sensualistic and bestial nature of mankind. Nature is not the evil. The debasement of nature is. So it is that you walk in their shadow and dwell in their playground, the world or civilization of bestial humanity. Behold her great idol, feminine face of Lucifer, torch in hand, which stands above the waters, elevating her will above the will of heaven. Behold the ideals of a nation that declares, In God we trust, while a sanctuary for every abomination and wicked expression of the earth. Are America's ways a reflection of the Lamb of God or the Lion of Judah? Or are they more in line with the ways of ancient Babylon, Sodom, and Rome? Babsodram. Behold, the chief gods of that land are money, sex, and avarice. And in any city of that nation you will see the statues of Roman and Greek deities proudly displayed on every building of the state. Ah, upon their banners the lady of her bowl doth ride, 
and see that Europe is the greater prize of the Queen of Paradise, while unto her mate is given reign over the nation of the West. Armies arise on both shores to make war on any nation that would place God at its heart. It is one level, but not so simplistic. Look and observe. See that there is a feminine spiritual expression at work in the world that is seeking to hijack and usurp the names and titles of every pagan goddess, as well as the names and personas of the holy women of monotheism, transforming all into a single entity of harlotry and vanity. Moreover, there is a misandrist agenda to supplant and overthrow the god of Abraham, and indeed to overthrow every male deity of myth and religion. In greater arrogance still, many of these women who call themselves goddesses and would apply gender to the genderless angels and imagine every divine or sublime being as being female. Such ones would do away with men altogether if they had their way, while turning the sacred into an excuse for hubris and abomination, transforming the mother and the wife of Jesus into icons of adultery, lesbianism, and domination. On another level, there is a movement to kill God, to kill faith, to elevate greed and to extinguish all charity and compassion in the world. Such ones masquerade as Christians, but care more about tax rates than about the commands of Emmanuel. This same anti-spiritual force glorifies war, pride, vanity, and bestial maleness above faith, hope, and love. These would rewrite history, transforming Jesus into an image of macho power and the prophets into patriots of materialistic and militaristic nations. I tell you true, that within God there is no gender, and those who divide God into male and female, or seek to place many mediators between God and man, are peddling false gospels and creating counterfeit Christs, false visions of the Christ. I may appear as I choose, projecting images as I see fit, but they are mere masks. Sexism, whether chauvinism or feminism, is abhorrent before me, for such concepts are low and degrading to the human spirit. Only the vanities care about such anthropomorphic distinctions, while the ascendant should know better. And all who turn to the worship of angels and saints have, by their actions, only offended the very beings they have sought to venerate. In a wider view, it must be understood, this paradigm of the beast and Babylon, in the context of your world order, a division as old as Cain's creation of civilization, left versus the right, liberal versus conservative, progressive versus traditional, and Feminine versus Masculine Libertas, who is Lilith and Ishtar, Inanna and Astarte, versus Tyrannus. Note 4. Tyrannus means tyrant, absolute ruler. Juxtaposition to liberty in this struggle between the spirit of Babylon, liberality, and the spirit of the beast, control. In these times, the whore of Babylon is transformed as liberality is trampled and burned beneath the feet of increasing tyranny. 
Those who most championed her ways are transmuted into her darker masculine reflection. There is no mark of Babylon, and her civilizations are machines of reincarnation, while her consort's will is physical, mental, and spiritual oppression, the impulse to drag the world down into deep darkness. They that would transcend the lowland herd mentality must rise beyond left wing or right wing and seek to soar on the wings of the kingdom. And that's monologue four. I hope you found it edifying and enjoyable. Join me again next week for further readings. This week, I intend to begin production on a continuation of the episode on Prismia. Keep your eyes tuned here and don't miss it. Until then, God bless you. Oh, 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 oh.